Let's see. Yes, it's out of sight now. I wish Ned Newton or Mr. Damon were here to be a witness in case he starts anything. But then I have Koku, even if he doesn't speak much English yet. If it came to blows, well, I wouldn't want that giant to hit me, finished Tom with a laugh, as he rang the bell to announce to his servant that the visitor might be shown in. There was a sound outside the door that separated the business office from the main shop, and Tom heard Koku exclaim, Oh, wait, I'll, I go first, you wait. What's the matter with me going ahead? demanded a quick, snappy voice. I'm in a hurry, and... You wait, I go first, was the giant's reply. And then came the sound of a scuffle. Oh, say, hold on there. My men, take your hand off my shoulder. You're crushing me with those big fingers of yours. This was evidently the visitor remonstrating with the giant. Oh, I guess Koku must have grabbed him, said Tom softly. I don't like that sort of a visitor. What's his hurry getting in here? And our hero looked about to see if he had a weapon at hand in case of an attack. Often cranks had forced their way into his shop with pet inventions which they wanted him to perfect after they had themselves failed. Tom saw a heavy iron barred hand and knew this would serve to protect him. You come after me, exclaimed Koku, when the voice of the other had ceased. Do you stand under me? Oh, yes, I understand all right. I'll keep back. But I didn't mean anything. I'm just in a hurry to see Tom Swift, that's all. I'm always in a hurry, in fact. I've lost nearly a thousand dollars this morning just by this delay. I want to see Mr. Swift at once and have a talk with him. Another crank, I guess, mused Tom. Well, I'm not going to waste much time on him. A moment later the door opened, and into the shop stepped Koku, followed by a short, stout, fussy little man wearing a flaming red tie, but otherwise his clothes were not remarkable. "'Is this Mr. Tom Swift?' asked the stranger as he advanced and held out his hand to the young man. "'Yes,' answered Tom, looking carefully at the visitor. He did not seem to be dangerous. He had no weapon." and Tom was relieved to note that he did not carry some absurd machine or appliance that he had made, hoping to get help in completing it. The youth was trying to remember if he had ever seen the stranger before, but came to the conclusion that he had not. "'Sorry to take up your time,' went on the man, "'but I just had to see you. No one else will do. I have heard lots about you. There was a great stunt you pulled off, getting those giants for the circus. This is one, isn't he?' and he nodded toward Koku. Yes, replied Tom, wondering if the little man was in such a hurry. Why did he not get down to business? I thought so, the caller went on as he shook hands with Tom. Once you felt his grip, you'd know he was a giant, even if you didn't see him. Yes, that was a great stunt. And going through the case of ice, too, and that diamond-making affair. All of them. Great. I... How did you know about them? interrupted Tom, wishing the man would tell his errand. Oh, you're better known than you have any idea, Tom Swift. As soon as I got this idea of mine, I said right away, to some others in my business, I says, says I, Tom Swift is the boy for us. I'll get him to undertake this work, and then it will be done to the Queen's taste. Tom's the boy who can do it, I says, and they all agreed with me. So I came here today, and I'm sorry I had to wait to see you, for I'm the busiest man in the world. I believe, and, as I said, I've lost about a thousand dollars waiting to have a talk with you. I—I'm sorry, interrupted Tom, 
and he was not very cordial, but I was busy, and— All right, all right, don't apologize, broke in the man in rapid tones, while both Tom and his servant, Koku, looked in surprise at the quick flow of language that came from him. Don't apologize for the world. It's my fault for bothering you, and I'll lose several thousand dollars willingly if you'll undertake this job. I'll make money from it as it is. It's worth ten thousand dollars to you, I should say, and I'm willing to pay that. He looked about as though for a seat, and Tom, apologizing for his neglect in offering one, shoved a box forward. We don't have chairs here, said the young inventor with a smile. Now, if you will tell me what you... I'm coming right to it. I'll get down to business in a moment, interrupted the man as he sat down on the box, not without a grunt or two, for he was very stout. I'm going to introduce myself in just a second, and I am going to tell you who I am, and I hope you'll take up my offer, though it may seem a strange one. The man took out a pocketbook and began...